Thank you for downloading this week's episode of PR Week's Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Coffee Break. It's Steve Barrett here, the Editorial Director of PR Week. Delighted to be here with, uh, with Tiffany Ganaccia, the founder and CEO of Kite Hill PR this week. How are you doing, Tiffany? Welcome to Coffee Break. I am doing well. Thanks so much for having me, Steve. I've got my coffee ready, so let's talk. I, I love the setting here, the PR Week Award in the background and uh, a nice backdrop. And you're obviously in the office, so tell us about that. How's, how's it all going, running your agency? It's been a crazy couple of years, hasn't it? And uh, looks like you're back in the office a little bit anyway. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for the decisions that we've made and the position that we're in now as an agency. We, we made an early bet in approaching the future of work at Kite Hill, really defined by flexibility. So we have a completely work from anywhere policy, and that's a call that we made in early 2021. Uh, so really that helps our employees just have more confidence and have more control over the environment that they wanna be in. So I do love coming to the office. I come most days. I can't help it. Um, I work from home sometimes, but I'm here with a couple of team members. We have some other folks that come really just as they want to on their schedule. And we've also really leaned into remote work and hiring across the country. So previously, we still have our headquarters here in New York, but most of our team was in New York City. Now we've got folks all across the country in 11 different states, which is fantastic. So that's kind of helped in a, in a funny sort of way, hasn't it? And I suppose we were chatting about this, about our podcast, that we always used to insist on the guests coming into the, our office in Chelsea. We were very inflexible about that, I'm not going to lie. And then since the lockdown, we're like, well, actually, we've got to do this remotely now, and I don't, we'll never go back to that. So it is good to still see people in person and do it and do those things, but you can be flexible as well. Have you been impacted by the great resignation and by you know people reassessing their lives, or how have you kept your talent... Um, motivated and and into the you know still working for the the agency well you know during what's been tough times especially for women in the workplace for sure our employee retention rates are actually pretty high and there's a couple of reasons for that one i do believe it's all the investment that we've made in creating an environment that's all about employees first and for us it's not just about policies and procedures but it's how we put them into practice every day and there's a couple of different ways that we approach that that make this such a great place to work. One is the flexibility that we talked about, really empowering everyone to make the decision as to where they work, when they work, um, you know, kind of doing away with some of those constraints we had in the past and just build in a more flexible environment. Uh, that's great for everyone. It's also great for working parents. And even myself as a working single mom, having that flexibility where if I need to pick up my daughter after school or even come in a little bit later, maybe take a coffee break with her and go to breakfast. Um, you know, that flexibility is something that we've really built into our structure. The only way that works, by the way, is if you have the balance uh, with a lot of tools for productivity and focused on results. So you need to make sure that everyone's really um, embracing more accountability and focused on, you know, what is the task ahead? How am I going to empower myself to work when and where I want to, but then also back that up with that results focus and focus on accountability. 
Yeah, because I think everybody's trying to work out what this future of hybrid working is going to look like. And it's not an easy equation, is it? It sounds like you've got a pretty good formula. So if you were to give, you know, give out advice, what are the one or two things you would say are crucial in making, making this flexibility work? Well, I think, you know, really comes back to having clarity around communications on accountability and results. So one of the things that we did early on was look at existing models for managing a workforce that was less about time constraints, kind of counterintuitive for the PR industry, when so many of us as leaders are coached to look at the health metrics of our business are about profitability. It's about some of the billability rates of employees. And we have to balance that with really making sure that everyone is aware, everyone on the team is aware of what they're accountable for and have that results focused mindset. So there's the broader mindset and education that you need to do at every single level of the business. And that's how we're cracking the code. And then we put together a process in place where we're starting to measure that and holding ourselves accountable with the tools and review process. So everyone, when we introduced the flexible environment, we also introduced a 90-day plan model where everyone, every single person, myself included, at the agency gets has a 90-day plan where you get to see your goals, your professional development, your progress, what you want to achieve, uh, yes, within the traditional career progression ladder, but also based on who you are and what you're passionate about. So I think that's one of the key things that we see within the environment that's working for us. I would also say a big part of that secret sauce is really believing that um, you need to put employees first and create a framework that's more customized towards how they want to work. And that comes through in a lot of our benefits and the way we have unlimited PTO and the way our senior leaders model that through the rest of the organization. And how much are your clients driving these policies? Because, you know, at the end of the day, no agency can exist without their clients. So are they um, having similar conversations with their own teams? And what are they expecting from their agency partners in terms of their availability, for example, for in-person staff, for being in an office? How, how does that impact on the way you manage your agency? That's a great question. And when you have a team that's focused on the results and providing best-in-class work for clients, when they work and where they work is not a factor in the client's decisions. So if it's completely, you know, you would, uh, especially in the kind of client service mindset that we might have had in 2019, you might think it's kind of hard to embrace such a flexible model, but that's why it needs to be that ultimate flexibility needs to be backed up with the focus on productivity and accountability. And that's how it works. So it's, it's less about you know, the expectations of working at a desk nine to five, I think that is no longer the case for anyone who's really trying to model a very flexible environment that retains employees. Nine to five is probably just best placed in a Dolly Parton song. We're not working against that model anymore. <laughs> and then really looking at how we can focus on the results and the work that we're providing for clients and, and make sure that it's outstanding. Big up to Dolly Parton, by the way. She's doing yes. amazing work and um, really is an incredible individual in helping out the communities, etc. You mentioned, you know, being a single mom and, you know, 80% of PR pros are, are women. We've seen the studies about the exodus of women from the workplace over the last couple of years because of the increased pressures on them. What's your perspective on that, you know, running an agency primarily of, of women and, and your own personal experience, right, with, with being a single mom? I think it's it's so important to, when you think about being a working parent, being a working mom and, and being a, a working single mom, it's like other members of my team who 
are the same is really looking for the kind of environment that we provide at Kite Hill, which is all about flexibility, but also balance and really encouraging everyone to take that time for themselves to, to look at what, what do you need in your own personal and professional life? And things are so blended now. And I actually think in every challenge that we've seen through the pandemic, there's opportunities that I love are being realized in, in creating this type of work environment and one that was always was aiming for in my career, really upholding that flexibility, but be, believing in balance and putting employees first. I do think I've been asked many times, um, being in my position and being a single mom, what's the what's the secret sauce, or you know, what, what's what's the secret to doing everything that you can do? And I have to say, there's there's no silver bullet. It is about believing in balance. But one of the first things that a woman should do is, is just give yourself permission to take that time, uh, to take the time that you need for yourself to come back and feel refreshed when when you need that break to be a better mom, to bring your best creative self to, to the workplace. And I oftentimes that feel that the thing that gets in your way is yourself because you're trying to aim for things and, and make amazing achievements and you can, but it's finding that balance. And a mantra that I repeat to myself and to others is aim for progress, not perfection. Um, continue to push yourself forward in that way. Yeah, because it's tough, isn't it? I think no matter what profession you're in, people, the demands being placed on people are so intense and the amount of hours you have to work um, in services, businesses, in all sorts of industries. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Just tell us a bit about uh, Kite Hill and the clients, uh, the type of industries you specialize in. You've, I think you're a 25-strong agency specializing in clean tech. tech. What, what sort of trends are you seeing in those areas, um, especially over you know the last 12 months when there's been... We had COP26. We've got such a heightened um, focus on climate and, and uh, the environment. So to talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, we, we certainly have grown across many categories in technology. We, we're historically very strong in certain categories like ad tech, martech, and media, um, and have expanded out into other rising technology categories like clean tech and green tech. You know, it's interesting, there's, there's certainly more demand for what we see as the broader bucket of strategic communications. We have clients that come to us to build out thought leadership programs with executives, as you would expect. So a lot of the core things that you would say, being in PR, being a leader in the industry, what's in demand, it's going to come back to the right mix for clients around really proactive media relations, thought leadership for executives, strategic communications. Uh, we've seen over the past two years, just the rise and even the demand for more corporate counsel. I mean, I, I found it really promising that as you look at some of the industry statistics, I believe that there's more demand for chief communications officers within broader corporations and some of the things that we've seen. So in, in my eyes, that's a great trend for the industry where it's really proven out the value of strategic communications and PR. Now, a lot of the, I guess that in a normal year, you would have You'd have people at CES, you'd have people at South by Southwest, other live events, and maybe CAN and maybe some of these big global things. What's your take on live events and how they're going to come back? And, um, you know, are we, is there going to be the same appetite for that from clients or are we going to be doing a, a lot more virtually? And it, that plays into the environment thing, doesn't it, as well, with people flying to, to venues. So uh, what, are you, what are you thinking about that? I'm a big believer in the power of live events, um, the connection that you can have with other individuals when you're in the room. 
I think on the horizon, what we're seeing is just the continuation of more hybrid events where there's both a virtual component and an in-person component. What's interesting for anyone who's who's thinking about planning events or attending events is I think there's the, the perception is if you're doing a hybrid event that the time of those events needs to overlap and happen at the same time. But we're actually seeing clients who are seeing more value where they're investing in a physical event, they have that presence at the event, they're engaging, and then there's a separate hybrid event that is meant to uh, be virtual as opposed to something that's on the ground. So you have to think about what are the goals of my organization? Where is my audience? What's their comfort level? Uh, where are they located? And then how do I create the best experience for them and, and really think about the best attendee experience? And that's usually the answer to how you start planning against that. We when it comes to some of the industry events, we're seeing more interest from clients, um, especially around what we'll see at potentially South by Southwest and CAN. Um, I think you know, people are starting to feel more comfortable. I've seen that myself. I was just at the IAB annual leadership summit here in New York City. It felt well attended. People were excited to be out and meeting others and engaging with the other attendees and speakers. So it does feel like at this moment in time, there's opportunity, but like with anything else, um, it's really keeping an agile mindset. It's kind of constantly keeping a finger on the pulse as to what's happening in the broader environment and then adjusting as you go. Yeah, I mean, we're getting back to uh, our first PR Week Awards for three years in person. We're going to be mid-March, March 16 in Cipri Cipriani. Um, I'm doing a trip to D.C. to see some people. We've got our Global Awards in May. So, yeah, and, and we'll be going to Cannes as well. So, I'm like you, I think we've missed that, haven't we, as an industry, getting back together. It's it's almost a, like when you, you don't even know how to do it anymore, you know, or is it, and getting on a plane has kind of become strange. But I think we'll all get back to that. But I think the mix, I think you're right, I think the mix will, will be different. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. And just to finish up, you know, what's the one, one or two things that we should look out for in the next 12 months in, in PR trends that you think are going to be uh, noteworthy? I think, you know, what I'm excited about in the, some of the trends in the broader PR industry is one, just the continuation of defining the future of work and really starting to see more agencies embrace a more flexible and balanced environment. I do feel like with the policies and procedures we have in place, we're leading the way, but I love seeing more agencies take that approach. I think it's so important for all of us as leaders to really create the best environment for our employees. When it comes to some trends in terms of the strategy and execution and the work that we're seeing across our technology clients, we are seeing more investment back in events and hybrid events and some interest in the metaverse. That's something that, um, you know, if someone is out there and looking to educate themselves on some trends, know enough to be dangerous because we certainly want to see what activations will, will make sense in terms of their goals for corporate communications and more. And I just think there's just more opportunity in terms of some of the trends we see within the broader tech environment when it comes to telling stories of exciting companies that are breaking through and growing in, in this environment. Yeah, well, you need to get hold of the January edition of PR Week, which is all about the metaverse. It's got it on the cover. So, yeah. All right, Tiffany, thanks so much for joining us. Great to catch up and continued good fortune to yourself and everybody at Kite Hill PR. Great. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me on today. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com.